Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Monday, November 7th, 2022. How is everyone? As usual, thank you so much for everyone for giving me your time and your downloads for listening to this hockey podcast. My name is Richard Blosser, a Hershey Bears hockey fan, a hack, some would call it. Thank you for joining me, everyone. Um, The... We've got some recaps for you this week. Two games on the docket this week as opposed to three. Fun weekend for yours truly and for the Bears. And as always, before we start this, I'd like to thank the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network for bringing me on and hosting this podcast for all of, all of you. Uh, please give this a like or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening. Spotify, Apple, Google, Whatever you're listening to, please subscribe because we've got a lot of great content coming. A uh, programming note before we do start. Um, next week, the 14th, uh, the 14th, uh, there will not be a show next week. Friday is going to be my next podcast until, actually, scratch that. Yeah, yeah the 14th. Yeah, we're doing this right. Anyway, um, the 14th. Is I am not doing a show this Friday. Show is going to be my last because I am going to Vegas, baby. We're going to Las Vegas. I'm going on my honeymoon. And um, as much as I thought about trying to do a show from my laptop out there in beautiful Las, ne- Las Vegas, Nevada. Look, I'm sure all of you can relate. I just want to, I, I want to unplug from everything in this and will I keep be keeping an eye on the boys from afar? You betcha I will. But I just I just don't want to I just don't want to do it on this. I have a lot of other things on my docket and I want to truly try and relax instead of having to worry about taking my laptop with me, getting it through security and setting everything up, having to take a microphone with me or not, take all this with me and then just, you know, having to set up and then do one and I didn't I don't think it would be the best quality and just overall I really think that if I just I unplug for a week and then 
do a longer show once I get back. The 21st, there will be a show on the 21st. There will be a podcast. We'll be dropping that day. I'm coming back the 19th and uh, still have two more days to recover from all that. So just want to give a programming note to everyone before we get up and running that there will be no Monday show next week. There will be no Friday face-off the following week, and we'll be back at it Thanksgiving week. Do not worry. We're still going to get out content Thanksgiving week. Don't you worry. So, all right, everyone good? Clear as mud. Let's roll on. The Bears this past weekend double-dipped as we went due north to take on a home-and-home series against those no-good, dirty, filthy, rotten, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, baby penguins undefeated in regulation time. Best team in the Atlantic, playing pretty good. AHL goalie of the month, Dustin Tokarski, Philippe Lindbergh up there as well. Both men sporting really good averages up there and a team that can have good firepower but relies heavily on the back end to to save them. And the Bears, well, we had call-ups this past weekend, and I'm like, great, great. Some of our bigger names are out there, and um, we're not getting some depth. So if you listen to Friday's face-off, I didn't take the boys at all this past weekend. I didn't. Does that mean I didn't believe in them? No. But does it... I just... I, I, I didn't think. didn't think it was there. So... With that being the case anyway, still, it was time for me to hit the road, ladies and gentlemen. Got the wifey, got in the car, and went due north. 81, all the way up on a sweltery 70-degree humid weekend here in the Commonwealth. It, th- th- this was not a November feeling weekend. I will just tell everybody that right now. It did not feel like November outside at all. If you had wet yard work to do, go out there and do it this weekend. But... Um, so I drove due north, got the wifey, got in the car, got in the car, and away we go. And we drove due north, and it got to Mohegan Sun Arena on a Saturday night, 6.05, 6.05 start out there in Wilkes-Barre. And you know what? I'm okay with this. 6.05, you get done around 8 or 8.30, you have a little bit of the night still ahead of you. Am I saying Hershey should do this? No. But it might not be a bad option. 605 start up there at Mohegan Sun Arena. And you know what, everyone? I got up there around 5. And driving up 81, we had the Broadway Channel on, listening the whole way up. And just to drive into Wilkes-Barre. I'd not been there in three years. December 2019 was my last voyage up to the arena in the shadow of a mountain. Not for a Hershey-Wilkes-Barre game. Nay, nay. No. I was up there for Wilkes-Barre versus Texas. Because I didn't see the Texas Stars in over a decade. You know, I'm, I'm glad Hershey... I'm glad Wilkes-Barre did it. They're thinking about teams past the Ohio River. We're not. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to go back up. I'm going to go back up there. First roadie with me and my wife. A hockey roadie, I should say. And to be able to step into that arena on the road, wearing my Bears gear, going into enemy territory, I liked it. Once again, masking if you wanted, if you felt like you needed it. But there was people, there was mingling, there was a stuffed hallway, there's Wilkes-Barre jerseys, cheap knockoff 
Penn's jersey as far as I can see. And I walk into that arena and I go, Hello, old enemy. Go back to my regular section there in 223 with the folding seats right on, underneath the end scoreboard and underneath that accursed goal horn. So, yes, I was ready. My 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 boys made a surprise appearance up there as well. Literally, I got Saturday going, change your plans, we're going up. What? Okay, meet you up there. And, you know, we... And as we drove up there, we got some Capitals news. Former former Flyer and uh, former Phantom Nick Anke Kubel was claimed off of waivers by the Washington Capitals. Good center depth for them. He'll fill in that Connor Brown role. And Garrett Pilon was sent back down to Hershey. Was he going to make it in time for the Wilkes-Barre game on Saturday? No. It's one of those, get to Hershey, we'll see you tomorrow. And so the Bears... Son, Sonny Milano, Garrett Pilon, and Lucas. Jake Massey slides in. Slides in for his debut as well. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not expecting I'm not expecting anything out of this team. Wilkes-Barre is a hard place to play. I've been up there. I'm just going to go up there and enjoy myself. I was with my guys. We go down there. We get to meet Zach. They're at the card table. Great. To be able to see him once again and talk with him. Zach, I friend of the show, loves how he gives us some time over the summer. Absolutely loves it. Loves to see that out of him. And then it's time. We get close toward toward warm-up. Say goodbye to Zach. There's Tux run, running his beak, which is fine. Friends with him. But let me just get down there. And I go down there. And guess what? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? There is no plexiglass on one side of the Bears entrance tunnel. And I can stick my hand through. And I see them down there. There's Zach Fucali. They're wearing chocolate jerseys. Oh my gosh. They're wearing the chocolates. And I'm hearing the boys. Yeah! Bam! Bam! The thudding of sticks on pads. Come on, boys! Let's go get them! <laughs> Hidden gloves. Sticks on gloves. Sticks on pads. Here in the yeah, the locker room. And it was there. I realized I missed this. This is the last piece of my hockey road trips that I've been missing for so long. To be able to stick my hand out there waiting for the guys. And then music thumps. Wilkes-Barre comes out. And here comes the boys. Zach Fucali leads him out of the tunnel. And I'm there yelling at the boys. Give him hell, boys. Give him hell. You got this. Bam, bam. And the gloves hitting my fist on the way out. Some with power in them. Taps as they're going by. Eye contact. I'm saying you got this. Give him hell. You're going to win this Win this tonight. Bam, bam, bam. Have you looked good in chocolate? Have I told you that? Bam, bam. Give him hell. Hunter, go get him. Witch Hunter, go get him. Bam. And they all go out. Yes. Yes. There it is. There's the fan player connection. That was robbed from us in this stupid virus. And all these blanket policies. That. That. This shit right here. Sorry for swearing. No, no, I'm not going to apologize. This stuff right here. The connection between player and fan is what is missed. They love it. 
They miss it. They know it. You know it. I understand why the Capitals do it. I understand. Every arena has their own policy. Will some of them ever go back? Maybe, maybe not. But to have that experience once again, to stare at them in the tunnel and give the support because they hear it. They know it. They hear you. It was so great to do that. The feeling of that energy and your energy transferring to them. Am I getting... Am I getting sort of preachy and a little emotional while talking about this? Yeah. Yes. Because this was the last piece that was taken. And it's back. The guys skating around. The cool breeze of skates going around. The loud thumping music. The doom, 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 doom of the music. My buddy Joe there beside me. Watching, making comments, seeing guys moving and skating. You see the true size of these players. Me forgetting how big Alex Alexiev really is. Seeing Ethan Frank, how small he is. He is our precious baby boy that needs to be protected at all costs. Hunter Shepard skating over. He's grown a beard back. Good. There needs to be more hair on your face. Clean shaven's an odd look for you, Hunter. Just saying. Go find your palisman. So... We get through all that. It's going to be Dustin Tokarski versus Zach Fukali. And I go up and we walk around a little bit more. Wilkes-Barre is going to come out. And I go, wife, cover the ears. Because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And I hear the... Ah, boys of winter. Because we're a Penguins club. We have to play it. It's the law. And now, here comes your Wilkes-Barre Scrin Penguins. The starting lineup, the first six guys come out, are the ones who are starting. Okay, fine. Get to the goalie. Dustin Tokarski. Now, welcome the rest of your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. God, that horn. God. Still hate it. Still hate it. Let's hope that's the only time we hear it. So, we get underway the Bears wearing their chocolate jerseys. Wilkes-Barre wearing their white Pittsburgh Pittsburgh style. And we get underway. And a good, healthy crowd. Good, healthy Bears fans that, that are there. Again, this has been missed. And the Bears... A uh, bit of a slow start for the boys. Can't really get a lot of pucks in. Still trying to figure out lineups. Though, thankfully for us, Wilkes-Barre ain't doing much better. They're not. They're dumping pucks in... They're getting some chances. We're not letting Philippe uh, Hollander really, you know, really get to us. He's not. The Penguins aren't getting that many chances. I mean, heck, shots were only like um, 5-4 midway through the first. And it's up and down. I'm sitting in 223. I'm right behind the the Bears' goal where they're going to shoot twice. And I'm not seeing a lot of action. Every time the Bears get near a puck, there's one or two Penguins that's near them. They try to get near the point. Near the point, either the puck skips or there's nobody there. Passes aren't really connecting and puck battles are just not really there. Just, it, it's not, but we'll be, it's not a great period of hockey. Bears get tagged for too many men on the ice, just rolls right around. Bobby Nardella hops on the ice, touches the puck. One, two, three, four, five, six. You're out. All right, lamest penalty in all of hockey, but 
Here we go. Thankfully, it did not burn the Bears in the first, and we get out of the first period as Wilkes-Barre tried to pour it on there in the second, near near the end of the period. But as my buddy Danny said, that was not a good period of hockey. Bears outshot 13-6. to <sighs> Okay. All right. Second period. Gets on, we walk around. Walk around. Good to be able to walk around. Get back to our seats. Second period gets underway, and the Bears start to press back a little bit more. Start getting the, some pucks in deep, generating some chances, some good chances, five five on five. Eoriel steps into a puck, long shot deflected, just goes right up Tokarski. Remember, AHL goalie of the month, Dustin Tokarski, a man who adjusts his equipment at least 30 times a game. But Diorio has the puck up high midway through the second puck up high, flings a puck down low to Mike to Vecchione, who's just right there near the goal, near parallel with the goalie, flings it across. Mike Scarbosa and tips it into the net. They score! Michael Scarbosa with his third of the season puts the Bears up top, one nothing. There's the LED goal lights that go off, and they score. Yes. And all I hear is silence. All I hear is silence. No horn. No let's go pens. No nothing. No nothing. Love it. Bears up one nothing. And you can tell they have that mojo working. They got that mojo working. And in the words, well, yep. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. Going. The Bears do get a power play in the per- period as John... Then Gruden gets tagged for cross-checking as he tags a penguin. But, uh, <laughs> oops. I'm sorry, everyone. I skipped ahead a bit. A really important turning point in this game. I'm sorry. I skipped ahead a bit. I'm sorry. So let's, before the go, zoop, let's go back to earlier in the period. So, the Bears, Bobby Nardella clips a penguin up high. Four minutes for high sticking. He's got blood. Yeah, there's blood. Here comes the shovels. Okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. This is where Wilkes-Barre, we're going to get that goal. I've seen this movie happen. But what the Bears are able to do, and I'm not sure if this is Wilkes-Barre, but the Bears, they clog up the neutral zone. Three guys at the blue line, one guy at the near at the near blue line. As the Penguins try, they can't even do the slingshot pass. They try to get through the neutral zone, try to get their speed in and get set up. Bears with sticks in the way, bodies in the way. Puck gets dumped in. Zach gets it to a bear. Down it goes. They go back down and get it. Pass up into the neutral zone. Blocked off. Slapped back down. Back down. Move the puck in a bit further. Try to do some cross-ice passing. Gets breaking up. There's even one play where freaking knocked away from it. That's Shane, Shane Gersich comes in and he shoots and just wide. Just wide. Kill some time though. Love it. Throws it back in again. Bit lazy. Henrik Bjorkstrom steals it. Goes in for a shot on Tokarski and whiffs it wide. But this is great stuff. Neutral zone defense. This is how you penalty kill. All time killing stuff. And the Bears are able to kill off the four-minute. Scarbosa goes down for tripping. Takes two minutes for tripping. Same thing. Clog up the neutral zone. And anything they get set up, they limit the pens to the point or circles. And as and as we're watching this, my wife makes a really good point. And I cannot believe I missed this. But then again, 
I don't watch nearly as much Pittsburgh Penguins hockey as, I, as I'd like to. She notices that they're going to the point and they're going to the sides. They're going to the point they're looking for cross-ice passing. They're not utilizing the bumper zone spot. And she's she notices they're going with Pittsburgh setup. That you take Chris Letang at the point, Evgeny Malkin at one of the circles, Jake Gensel in the bumper, Crosby on the opposite side or down low, and Rusty out there as well. That's what Wilkes-Barre's doing. They're trying to go, all right, fling it over to, to Malkin for a one-timer. Chris Letang doing quarter quarterbacking, fling it to Crosby, who'll quarterback it from the from the boards, fling it down low to Russ, who maybe could tuck it in, or fling it to Russ to get to Getzel, either at the side or in front of the net for the bumper spot, which sounds really good because there's a lot of talent of those five players that I said. Here's the problem. Wilkes-Barre does not have any of those five players who are not nearly as talented. Pustinianen is not again not Evgeny Malkin. Whoever the heck else out there ain't Rust, Getzel, Chris Letang, or Sidney Crosby. So you're trying to imitate a system that doesn't work for you because you don't have the skill or the hockey IQ yet to utilize it. You're copying Big Brother, but that is made for Big Brother. That's not made for you. So yeah, you're going to go up there and you're going to know the system, end quote, but, you know, try to do something that's going to fit your strength. Just Don't just copy Big Brother. Great shout out and call to my wife for catching that. And it was very true. And the Bears were able to kill off eight minutes, not consecutive, but eight minutes of power play time and able to lead that to a goal of their own. Well done. Turning the tide in the game. If you can go for for eight straight minutes, kind of, ish of a power play, and you don't get anything, hmm, says something about you. Later on in the period, the Bears get a power play as Gruden gets off for cross, for cross-checking. And Bobby Nardella, playing the point, throws it down low to Ennis. Ethan Frank in the s- slot. Niels fires, scores! Beats Kukarski in the corner! Yes! 2 nothing, Hershey! Yes, world! Go on! Power play goal, Ethan Frank. He is our precious baby boy. Third goal in three consecutive games. Sam Ennis with his fourth assist on the season. Bobby Nardella with his fifth assist of the season. 2 nothing Hershey. And we go to the locker room. Up by two. The shots are 19-17 Hershey. And all right. Feeling good. One for one, for one on, the, uh, on the penalty kill. Feeling good. Doing good. All right. All right. But, however, I've been in this building before. I've seen this movie. I Now, for those who don't know, boys and girls, Wilkes-Barre used to be a very tough arena to play in. I should know. I've been there. And you could blow leads in that building. Fans can really get behind it. And we go into the third period. I know I'm in for a battle. My wife sitting beside me looks at me and knows... I am tense sitting in my seat because I know what could happen here. All it takes is one bad bounce. They have lively boards there in Wilkes-Barre, like in Detroit, and they know how to utilize them. So, how will this how will this play out? And we get into the third. And the boys, boys are doing well. Boys are doing well. They're taking it to Wilkes-Barre, sticking into the game plan. Just 
getting it right to them. And Aaron Ness just, bam, gets a hard hit by John Gruden. And, oh, God, he's down holding his head. Matt Strom goes, that's it. Get over here. Bam. Get up and punch him. And I'm hitting him and throwing, throwing hands, throwing hands. And they both go down. Gruden kind of tackles him. They both kind of grab, punches thrown. Strom tried to pull him down. Gruden more or less fell on him. But Wilkes, Bear fans are going, yay. I'm going, yay. My buddy Jesse's gone. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. And, well, that kind of eliminated that because Gruden was going to go off for elbowing. But since Matt Strom stepped in, he got two minutes for instigating, five minutes for fighting, and a, and a, miscon- a ten-minute misconduct for instigating. Do I agree with it? No. This is sticking up for a hurt teammate. I would have been fine if it was a two and a five. You give Gruden two and a five, four, four apiece, keep going. I think the ten was not needed. That's my opinion. It should have been one of, should have been one of those, okay, Five, five, two for the elbowing, two for the instigation, go. So, so it was still five on five. It was basically the two just wiped each other out. But the clock keeps ticking down. The boys, I want them to play in our zone a little bit more. But they're sort of holding off Wilkes-Barre. Tick, 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 tick. Halfway through the period. Period. Okay. Zach Vukali's playing really good. I mean, there's no way. I mean, I mean, we haven't had a road win this year. I just want a road win, but we're going to be fine. Eight minutes to go. Minutes to go, and Wilkesbury starts pressing. Seven minutes to go. Long shot, long shot in, puts it in the end, and flicks it. Flicks it off a crossing feed, and Sex slides over and knocks it out of the way. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. But Pustin recovers. Throws in front. There's Hollander. Zach flips around his able. Bam! Knock it out of the way. He makes his goalie intuition roll. Thank God. Six minutes. They clear the puck. Thank God. Four minutes to go. Tick, 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 tick. Clock's winding down. And oh, look. There goes Tokarski. What? Four minutes? Four minutes to go and you're already pulling him? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Four minutes. Four minutes to go. Long shot by Hollander. Deflected in front. Knocked away by Fukali. Another one chipped in. He's swimming and he can't seize it. And it gets knocked away by the defense. Great job. Boys get the puck down more. And a big hit by Morelli. Arm up. Elbowing. He goes off. Great. Incoming Incoming power play for Wilkes-Barre, but I'm sure the boys were going to be fine, and the boys are holding off well, but Wilkes-Barre, you know they're pressing, looking, fires from Hollander, nope, Ty Smith, long shot, knocked out of the zone, but not, not, just, alright, let, let's kill the time, they get back into the zone, Sakura, Carlson skating backwards, trips over himself, oh god, throws out to Nylander, fires through traffic, he scores! Ah! Ah! Oh God! And they're playing that song. Dun 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 dun. Hey hey hey. Dun 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 dun. If you listen to '80s music, you know what it is. 
2-1 Hershey with 55 seconds to go. Okay. 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 My buddy Jesse's looking at me going, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. There's 55 seconds left. We're not fine. I'm not fine. I've seen this movie. You know how it goes. We're being outshot in the period. 29-27. Wilkes-Barre's making a run. And timeout Wilkes-Barre with 28 seconds left. Still six on five. Stay strong, boys. Stay strong. And the boys and Wilkes-Barre gets it back out to the point. Long shot by Ty Smith again. Deflected. Deflected. Fukali swipes it away. Can't get back. Can't get at it. Knocked behind the net. 15 seconds left. Throws it out front. Hits. Goes back behind the net. Hits Fukali. Oh, God. It's going to go in. He reaches behind him and gets it. He snagged it. He got it. It's on his back. It's it's not in. He's looking behind him. I'm looking in. I'm waiting for lights. I'm waiting for jumping. I'm waiting for bad news. And no, it doesn't happen. Eight seconds left. One last face-off. Dear God, dear hockey gods, please let him just get this face-off win. Face-off win. 6-4. Guys packed in three and. Wilkes-Barre Penguins lining up against the two defensemen. They win. Back out to the point. Ty Smith winds, fires, blocked down. Right, right to Nylander. Shot at the buzzer. Blocked. Yes, yes, yes. It's over. Bears win. Bears win. We win. We get a freaking road win. Finally. And in the words of John Walton, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Wilkes-Barre, Bears win it. Good night, Cleveland. Wait a minute. Good night, Wilkes-Barre. And that does it. That does it. It was tense. It was stressful. It was absolutely exhilarating. And I loved every minute of it. Bears win. Two to one, the final. Down your drinks. Three stars, Alex Nylander. Ethan Frank and Mike Scarbosa, number one star. It's a place slowly empties out. The concrete dome empty, empties out, and we start to walk away. Everyone sticks around because it's WWE night, and Johnny Gargano is there. Good to see him. He tr- he's, he's small, smaller than you think. But we walk out, and it's glorious. I don't make a scene. You don't say anything. After a win, it's like the bar closes down. You pay your tab, and you walk out, typically. But it was good to get back on the road. Me and, my, me and the wifey got back in the car, got back home around 11 p.m. Not a bad timing for all things considered. And as I've told people, this was needed for me to get out, to escape everything, and get on the road once again. And to see the boys go out there and win. Get that first road win of the season. First road win since March 25th of last year. I know it's last season. It shouldn't really count. But that's very important. Especially against Wilkes-Barre. So, Bears win it. Wilkes-Barre's unbeaten in regulation streak has ended. And we turn toward the rematch on Sunday. And we'll get right to that right after this. Before we continue on real quickly, Bears fans, just reminding you, this podcast is sponsored by YeetsOfficial.com. 
Com, sponsor of this podcast. Remember, it may be fall, but you still need a pair of sunglasses. Daylight savings time has come and gone. Just because sunlight's getting sh- shorter doesn't mean you don't need a pair of sunglasses. Yeats are stylish and slick and start at just $25. Use promo code hockey to save yourself 10% upon checkout. That's yeatsofficial.com. Use promo code hockey to save yourself 10% at checkout. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. Recapping the Bears' action over the weekend. Great. Great to have you aboard, as usual. So, we go at it on a Sunday, a very warm and muggy Sunday, which does not feel like November whatsoever. The boys get back at it as Wilkes-Barre returns the favor and comes back down. It's the usual stuff at Giant Center. Healthy smattering of Bears fans. Healthy smattering of... Penguins fans as well. And let's just get at it on a Sunday. And, well, me and the guys did have some, um, some, uh, another, did have a bit of issue with one, something at Giant Center concerning ticket prices and how we go about it. But with the length this show's going already, I think we'll save that for another show. So the Bears... And Penguins back at it on a Sunday. Garrett Pilon in the lineup. Dylan Mickelrath back in the lineup as well. As well. Two teams looking to get after each other. And my goodness, do they ever. It is hard hitting. Checks are being finished. Things are being thrown down. And the refs, they're letting it go a bit. They're letting it go a bit. They're letting them throw their hits. It's back to back. Three times playing each other in the span of two weeks. The pleasantries are over. The pleasantries are over. We're ready to get at it. But late in the first, Wilkes-Barre tries to get a puck out. Stolen by Shane Gersich on the forecheck. Tries to clean it up there in the circles. Almost loses the puck. Slings it on net. He scores! Shane Gersich beats... Wait, who's in net? Oh, Philippe Lindbergh. Okay, Lindbergh versus Hunter Shepard. Got that out of the way. Beats Lindbergh! And it's one nothing Hershey. Yes, world. Go on. Well done, lads. Well done. Were they done? No, they weren't. Later on in the period, just a few minutes later, Henrik's Lapierre is a puck down low. Finds Morelli. Open. He shoots. He scores. Mason Morelli gets one as well. Yes. The forecheck is working. Getting to them early. 2 nothing Hershey at the end of the first. All right, nice job. Shane Gersich, first of the season. Mason Morelli, his first of the season. Hendricks Lapierre, his fourth assist of the season. And the Bears go up two goals on eight shots. Wilkes-Barre held to a measly four shots. Wow. Yeah, maybe this team, and I kind of discussed this with the guys, maybe this team, you know, they had an AHL goalie of the month. Dustin Tokarski, Philippe Lindbergh, goalie prospect for the cap for the Capitals for the Pens, doing kind of well in his second pro season, doing well, finished product product out of him, and maybe they're leaning on that goaltending a little bit, that early season hot goaltending, but I can tell you this by seeing teams like Hartford in the past, hot goaltending to start doesn't last. The magic runs out, and I say this not by picking on Wilkes-Barre because Hartford's been pulling this crap for the past three seasons. 
And um, sort of, I think Utica had a little bit of that last year, but they also had a lot of prospects. But um, Akira Schmid had been playing really up there in Utica. Point being, you can't rely on goaltending to carry you. You got to get that offense going because that goaltending is going to have off nights. You got to have the offense to carry on with it. So who knows? Who knows? Second period underway, and I look at my guys. I'm saying, you know what? We haven't seen a goal in this side of the building yet. I haven't seen one. Seen one yet because, well, all the Bears scoring has gone gone on down at the, uh, the other end. It's our fifth game here, and we haven't seen one down at this end yet. Well, six... With about six and a half minutes to go in the first, in the second, a delayed penalty call coming on Wilkesbury, and Ethan Frank leads a charge down in. Nice feed by Lapierre again. Ethan backhands it, saved by Lindbergh. No, it pinballs and falls into the net. It's in. He scores. He scores. Yes, he gets got it, and finally got to see a goal at my end. Finally, Ethan Frank, his fourth goal of the season, fourth in four games. Hot, hot, hot. Precious baby boy. Protect him. If he was an anime protagonist, he'd have blonde hair and blue eyes. And you know that. Ethan Frank, fourth of the season. Assist to LaPierre and Alexiev. Bears are up 3-0. And oh, things are great. Bears press again right on it. My goodness. Lead a charge. Bjorkstrom leading it. Dishes it off to Ness. It's a three-on-two. Ness shoots. Big rebound by Lindbergh. Rybinski cleans it up and he scores! First professional goal for Henrik Rybinski. Four, nothing. Hershey, yes. This is what I've needed. Oh, what a game. Lindbergh, Lindbergh. It's all your fault. I guess you could call that goaltending in wheeling. (laughs) Four, nothing. And I'm looking at the bench. Are they going to send in AHL Goalie of the Month, Dustin Tilkarski, out there? Are they? No? Pity. And the Bears just dominate yet another period. Another period. Rybinski in again, looking for another, another shot. Ping off the post. Lane the period. Under a minute to go. Big rebound left by Lindbergh. Gersich shoots. Beats him low glove and pings off the iron again. This game could be 7 nothing. Not that I have a problem with it. This could be 6 or 7 nothing at the end of the second. Out shooting Wilkesbury 26-13. This is like me playing easy in NHL 10. 4 nothing. Okay. We got this. We're going to put this little, this little baby to bed. We're going to be fine, and I'm going to enjoy the third period. I'm just going to play champions. I'm going to just do whatever new tour. tour. And in the third, well, Wilkes-Barre comes out flying. Mark Friedman dump on in. Fully Pollander finds Gruden out in front. He shoots. He scores. 14 seconds into the third. Oh, Okay, well, shutout ruined. Okay, Jonathan Gruden gets his first of the season. Uh, Hollander gets his fifth assist of the season. Okay, okay, okay. They weren't going to go down without without a fight. They weren't going to go down without a fight. Let's let him get a goal, and let's just put this little baby to bed. We'll be fine. 
he's okay, guys. We got this. He's okay. And Wilkes-Barre keeps pressing. They're getting a lot of zone time time in. Hunter Shepard's having to put in the work, but guys are getting in shooting lanes, getting getting sticks in passing lanes, trying to rough some guys up. But um, it's like, oh, I don't know. Like the coach chewed them out. He, like he read them the riot act there in the locker room. It's like he brought a chicken in, cut its head off, and went, this is you if you don't turn this around. And well, whatever he said, it worked. Coach went in there and gave him a earful. That's what he did. And Wilkesbury just keeps just keeps pressing. About eight and a half to go in the period. Aaron Ness along the boards in a nice little puck bat puck battle with Pusiniani and trying to get that high forecheck going. Ness gets control of the puck, looks to flick it out of the zone. Stick breaks. Uh oh. Pustin steals it, throws down low. Low to Gordon, to Hollander, he shoots, he scores! Dang it! Broken stick, bad luck goal, and it's 4-2, Wilkes-Barre. Okay, 4-2. Okay, this isn't going to be Charlotte. This isn't going to be Charlotte again, is it, boys? It's not, is it? And Wilkes-Barre just keeps pressing. They're not stopping. Out shooting the Bears in the period. 15 to 2. 16 to 2 with three minutes to go. And Henrik's LaPierre cross checking. And of course, they're going to pull their goal, pull their goaltender. Not much time left. The Bears are holding strong, trying to shoot for the empty net, but just killing time. All you got to do is get past this. We'll go to six on five as time winds down. They still need need two, though. Bears try to clear the zone. Tyler Sakura up at the point. Keeps it in. Goes down in the kneeling spot and just clicks the puck. That's out! Linesman. Linesman. Nope. Still good. It's still good. What do you mean it's still good? Download a Pustianen. Shot. Rebound Hollander. They score! Dang it! It was out! That was out! What are you doing? Four three. 4-3. I hate to say it. Well, you got trouble. Right here in Chocolate City. With the capital T that rhymes with P that stands for penguins. And I'll tell you what, boys and girls. Mothers of Chocolate City. Beware. Beware of the tall tale signs. Does your child like the colors black and gold? Does he start using words like Crosby and Malkin? Trouble. Ah, and your old man too. Trouble, trouble, trouble. With a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for penguins. We're going to be okay. This isn't Charlotte. This isn't going to happen again. They pull Tokarski with a minute to go. Get the puck down the zone. Alex Nylander touches the puck. The Bears net is up. And there's Fukali going. Doing the circle motion. And the ref goes, yep, too many men. The lamest penalty in all of hockey. The penalty that started the weekend is the last one that gets called. Little five on five. Now they have to pull their goalie just to get back on top. Bears are able to kill the time, and that'll do it. To quote Cousin John Walton again, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre, with 46 chocolate bars in the sky. We win it.
Bears win it. Four to three the final. Three stars. Ethan Frank for the Bears. Philippe Hollander with two goals and an assist. All right. Fine. Not wrong. And Henrik Rybinski, his first pro goal. Put a comb in your hair, son. Just saying. And his first gets the first star of the night. Good on your boys, even though Wilkes-Barre kind of outshot you 20 to 3 in the last period. Oh, and Coach Todd Nelson, oh, he knew this was a learning experience. He was very much afraid it was going to be Charlotte all over again. Yours truly did too. Oh, I was nervous. Very nervous. And with the healthy mix of Penguins fans around, I did not want to give this team any satisfaction. We're not going to have them come back, and we're not going to take this to overtime again. But Bears get the Bears have more goals when triple zeros hit. So just glad that, yep, we got it. That's all that matters. So just pulling up the standings here real quick, that puts the Bears at 5-2-2 two, and two on the season. Good for fourth in the Atlantic, moving up a couple of spots. Let's go around the Atlantic here real quickly. The number one seed in the Atlantic goes to the Providence Bruins at 8-1-1-1, and 18 points on the season. Followed by the Bridgeport Islanders at 7-2-1. and one. Excuse you? Okay. Followed by Wilkes-Barre, who suffered their first loss and second regulation loss of the season. Staying at 13 points, knocked from first to third. Best team in the league, my ass. Bears staying at fourth with 12 points. Charlotte at 5-2-1-1. and one. Um, Just have a little bit... No, actually, they're tied. The two teams are tied. Um... Bears are in the lead for reasons, probably because they have two overtime losses, and I think that counts as more. Anyway, it's October. Let's not worry about... It's November. Let's not worry about this technical jargon. At six is Springfield. Springfield at 6 4 and one at five fifty on the season. Riding the ship a bit, but they've got a ways to climb. Wilkes-Barre's... Wilkes-Barre. Lehigh Valley in seventh at 3-5-1. Tough times there at the Electrodrome. And dead last is the Hartford Wolfpack at 2-4-1 and one at 3-75 in the Atlantic. Quick quick go-around in the north. The Toronto Marlies lead with 16 points. Rochester in second with 12. Cleveland in third with 10 at 5-5. Five and five. Belleville with 9 points. Utica with 7. Syracuse with 7. And Laval with 7. The Toronto Marlies. Oh, boy. The true true blue north strikes back, methinks. Interesting. So that's a bit of a roundup of the two divisions here in the east. We won't cover the Western Conference as of yet because we saved that for another time. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Road a bit. Wilkes-Barre covering these two games as well. We will have a Friday face-off on Friday. That will drop, and then I am going off on vacation. I'm going to Vegas, baby, and I will see all of you back on the 21st. So to everyone out there, all of you Bears fans, thank you for tuning in and everyone else as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And above all else, go Bears. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. 
And we're still here. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 